When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tug Republic Podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk with Public. I am Carolina Gusik, your host, and today we have a fantastic guest with all of us. Her name is Annie Lee. She's a fabulous event planner that has been really working extra hard uh, in the last couple of weeks with this pandemic, not only helping her clients and the industry, but also trying to connect people to do you know, extraordinary things in the industry and in the world. So without any further ado, Annie, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Um, You know, I was just saying to a friend, I actually really am in a weird way enjoying being home. Because I I travel so much for work usually, and it's it's really been sort of a nice break. I mean, terrible circumstances, but I'm just trying to see the silver lining in this all. We all need to try to find the positive in this situation because otherwise we'll go completely crazy. So yes, one of the great things is being able to maybe slow down a little bit. So that has been a good change of pace here on my own house too. So Annie, what about you? I mean, I gave a super short introduction of who you are, but what about you tell us who you are and what do you do? Sure. Um, So... I'm Annie Lee, and my company is Daughter of Design, and that is a wedding and event planning company, and we were based out of New York for a long time, and I've actually myself relocated to South Florida four years ago. Um, And then I also have another company called Planny, and that is a global network of local event planners that you can work with on an hourly basis. So that's a new startup. And um, it's been really a fun project that we're working on. Oh, good to hear that. So you have been working really hard. I've been following your Instagram stories. Uh, You've been working really hard since the pandemic started. Do you want to tell us a little bit what you have been doing? Yeah, sure. So um, I think it started with, you know, there was a date. I think I can pinpoint exactly March 13th when Mm. everyone shifted from being like, uh, I don't know, should we be canceling too? Okay, this is happening. And I remember for me, it was hearing that Bowery Hotel had let go of all of its event team. And that's kind of when it hit like, whoa, this is serious. Like we're going to, we're entering, that's when I started to, started to get a glimpse into how big, a, uh, like a catastrophe really this was going to be. And then so quickly I shifted into like, okay, let me think about what to do to protect my company, protect my clients. And the first thing that came to mind was I have to make sure everyone postpones and doesn't cancel 
because canceling you lose your you might be able to depending on what your contract says you might be able to hang on to your deposits but you will lose your future revenue postponements at least i know it's going to happen and i'm going to have that same income just later so for me i kind of made a rush and you know reached out to all my clients and just got a feeler for what they wanted to do and anyone that was on the fence i had to like encourage them you know not only it's really also in the best interest for the client because you will get to use your investments that you've done so far. So like your deposits, you won't lose them. You'll get to actually use them. So I just um, kind of went into swift action to encourage people to um, postpone, not cancel. And then I started thinking like everyone should do this. If we want our like section of the economy to be healthy and remain, this is going to help all the business owners that deal with specifically events. So then I just really casually on a, um, I use word swag. I'm not a graphic artist or <laughs> anything like that. And I, I just like literally screenshotted like a yellow background from somewhere. And then I used like a pink circle and I just made that one post of um, postpone, don't cancel. And I just used the hashtag of like save events and we can get into like, would I have used that had I known this was going to get so big? I don't know, but yeah I used it because I was like it's short it's short and it wasn't used for anything it, it was a unique hashtag in that it there wasn't already 200 other posts on it or anything and so it was but it and like you know l later I got like a couple comments about like oh it makes us sound like we're in a bad position and the truth of the matter is we were and we are but we're we're you know, flipping that and, you know, we'll get into how I kind of turn that into also it's interchangeable words, save events and events save. So, but going back to, so I just saw this like need to spread that, um, need to get that word out there that all, all of us event professionals should be doing this tactic to save our ships, you know, and then uh, someone was like, "Yeah, because our sh our ship our ships are sinking," and I'm like, "No, no, no, we're just anchored right now. <laughs> we can't do yeah, we can't do anything. We're not moving. It's a giant pause button, but you don't have to sink." And so I just, as I'm dealing with clients and I'm dealing with different scenarios and finding um, like creative solutions to get around, like what do we do if the photographer is booked for the two other dates that we're looking at, or what do we do when the venue has no more Saturdays? Uh, you know, so I just, as I'm coming up with different ideas, I've been trying to share that on at least my Instagram just to get it, you know, get it out there. And um, it's been neat to see how many, like, honestly, there's a lot more shares than there are likes, which, and again, it's not like for me, I'm like, it's not an ego thing. Someone asked me, oh, you know what? I saw someone post your like your little like word swag graphic, but they didn't tag you. I'm like, I don't need to be tagged. That's not why I'm doing this. I really like what's good for everyone is good for me. So I just want the message to get out there. It's not about credit. And I say this to others when it comes to any kind of like initiative that they're working on like don't be like well no I wanted to make the face mask like, yeah no everyone needs to be making face masks it's not about who is, does how many more right yeah this is not the time to let your ego run with exactly. it this is the time to be humble yeah. and do what needs to be done 
I mean, one of the things I'm working on is, so I have a couple different, like I started like then a few different committees, right? So mm-hmm. I got a lot of people reaching out and then just thinking of the best and most qualified person to lead a certain committee. So for example, one was press and with press, I don't know if you know Anya from, she was with the knot for quite a long time, but now she has her own um, media company. Okay. But, but she, she, you know, she like, she worked for the knot, like anytime the knot had anything, an interview on the, the good morning America show, she would be the one that would go. So she's very media trained. She knows all the contacts. She's the, you know, she, she's very in the know. Mm-hmm. And every a lot of people in the industry also know and respect her. So we, I reached out to her and I was already speaking with her about organizing just like one unified message that our event industry can be saying. And one of the things that I wanted to promote was, I don't, I'm not saying that we're more important than the restaurant industry or the hotel or the cruise line or the airline, you know, we, everyone's important um, and we're not really bigger than them technically, but I just wanted to be a part of the conversation. Like I want some, like, and you know, media does cause awareness. So we just wanted to create like a bit of a campaign to get people out there. And, and again, back to the point of like, check your ego at the door. I don't care if 20 of you contact the same media outlet if anything, that looks better. That looks like, whoa, here's a story. Like we keep on getting like, like, you know, stuff, stories about this in our inbox. It must, something must be there. So we just created like a one, like, you know, a one sheeter on what are the main points to get across and Mm -hmm. what are the things like not to say, like, don't go in there saying like anything about politics (laughs) that is not the purpose and it's going to be you know decisive yeah yeah so then you want so we like kind of had like a no-no list and then like a definitely like use the words like encourage best practices um you know educate all of that kind of stuff is more what we want to go for and then also at the same time start to show pair that with what is the amazing like good stuff that event industry people are doing right now in this time. So it was a, it was meant to be an angle of like, yes, it's self-serving and we're talking about our industry at the Mm -hmm. same time, the angle really approaches like, we want to tell people who are planning events, give them advice. We want to help them, tell them what to do. Like, for example, we all know 2021 is going to be very busy, you know? Yes. So, uh, you know, I keep on joking and saying, well, I don't think that they added any more Saturdays in the stimulus package. So we still have (laughs) the same amount of Saturdays and Sundays and weekends for next year, but just, you know, I don't, I don't think it'll be double, but it'll definitely be an increased volume of people looking to have a party at that time. So I hope so. I mean, I also think that once all this is over, I think that people probably are going to want to celebrate. That's exactly so. That's our like our fifth and final point. When I'm like, when you like round like when you're doing these press interviews, the last thing like if you want to end it on a high note, just be like, and look, when everyone gets out of the house, what are they going to want to do? Party, right? Party, go hug your friends, see your family. Um, I think yeah, yeah. So exactly. I thought it was, I mean, uh, really clever what you did. First of all, because you were super proactive and at a point when people 
I still didn't know what was going to happen because it was just like the beginning, as you say, March 13 or something like that. It was just like mm -hmm. the beginning. We really didn't see the magnitude of this. Instead of like waiting, you start talking about postpone, don't cancel. And as me, which I follow you, uh, we have not, I mean, I think we met once at a networking event, but like we have, I mean, we have never met. Like for me, that was really inspiring because in that moment I was like, I see a little bit of a light and I need to try to tell my clients, guide them that this mm -hmm. is not over and that we can, you know, postpone. Because as a photographer at that point, my first thing that crossed through my mind was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, everybody's going to cancel. And, and that's it. This is it. Like mm -hmm. I was a little bit kind of like, when you get kind of like in that state of shock that you don't know where to go, what to do, even when the answer was quite simple, I was just like, if I would have not seen you do that, perhaps I would, it would have taken me a little bit longer to kind of like get out of that state of shock and be like, okay, what is the next step? So I thought that was inspiring and that was good to guide small business owners across the wedding industry into like, what should be the next step to, to follow? And also, as you said, you know, educate our clients, let them know that this is not the end, you know, we are going to mm -hmm. get out of this. Events are still going to happen and still you're going to want to have that beautiful wedding that you've been planning. I mean, as you said, this is people that have been emotionally and financially involved in an event for a couple of months prior to this. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, what's kind of, I, I mean, I can't take credit for this. I think it would have happened in some form like naturally mm -hmm. but the knot came out or wedding pro came out with a survey and 96 percent of couples postponed so that is an, an incredible i i feel like success rate in that most people postponed which is awesome corporate is a different story like i do corporate and it's like a 50 50 you know one of them had to be on april 10th and so, you know, around like a launch of something. And so that didn't work out. But, um, you know, it's, it's for the most part, I kind of, I guess back to your point, and I got, I got some, a little bit of early criticism of someone saying, oh, you're going to make everyone nervous about the market and not feel confident in us. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not. I didn't say anything like, like anything negative it was just like hey I guys think that it was yeah extremely smart and very proactive and I think that's the the word that maybe we should be leading with here being proactive I thought that was I mean I didn't when I saw it I myself I didn't feel kind of like afraid I felt for me as a small business owners I'm like okay here is an opportunity. Here is something that I can yeah. talk to with my clients because I have to be honest too. I was a little bit afraid of sending those emails to my weddings in June and May about like, mm -hmm. where do you stand? Right. I'm like, mm, maybe I stay quiet and I just wait to see. what no. And I don't, as you said, you don't want that for your client to come to you. You should be mm -hmm. there as a professional, you know, helping I, them find a decision. Maybe, maybe it comes from like, cause I'm the planner. And so usually like my position, I have to be the one driving and not the one in the back seat, you know? So if my client is asking me, so should we start looking at photographers now? Or, oh, did you hear back from the photographer? Then I feel like I didn't do my job. Like I need to be in front of any question that they would even ask me. So I want to be the one leading them and not waiting for them to ask me what to do. 
So I think that's where I probably just as a planner and usually where I'm like my position with the clients that I had to kind of do that, take charge and get in front of them and um, figure out what I'm going to tell them to do before they come and ask me. So I'm glad it makes me honestly so happy to hear that it like it empowered you. It made you feel like you had some like tools in your toolbox to, to fix this problem and to get going on it. Because I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's, then it became like, you know, as you probably know, like a rush for fall <laughs> dates in 2021. So I feel like my clients got to benefit and anyone who, who thought about doing this early, um, that they got their first choice in, in a rescheduled date. Definitely. And I want to say for whoever is listening to this podcast that if as today you haven't sent that email, I know it could be scary because you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you, my advice would be you need to approach your clients and send like a positive email. You don't need to send an email like this is the end of the world. This is how it all ends. Like you need to keep it positive. You need to keep, you know, kind of like present some options to your clients. What would you like to do? How would you like to move forward? My recommendation will be that we can celebrate once this is all over um, and keep that tone of the email very positive. Right, Annie? Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I forgot where I heard this, but um, what's that makeup company? It's like Mary Kay or something. Is that a makeup? I don't know. I think there is. Okay. Yeah. I think. So it's like, but they do like sale. It's like they do the sales, um, by like, they don't have stores. It's just like all like, you know, moms who sell it or something like that. But anyways, in their employee handbook, someone told me that it says that they're never allowed to use negative words. So you can say the same sentence, like even, even don't hesitate to call me is, <laughs> Is that no no? <laughs> is don't and hesitate. So instead, I always write, "I'm happy to talk about this." It's the same meaning, but it just doesn't sound feels so much better. better. Yeah. So I'm very very careful with how I choose my words, and I think that if that's that's one thing I like. I reread my emails three times before I send it because I just want to make sure I didn't write anything that sounds like negative. Um, and that. That's a great advice because I feel, talking as a photographer, I feel like sometimes we are a little bit short-sighted and we sometimes could be a little bit emotional, to be quite honest. So sometimes we get those emails and the immediate reply is to get into the keyword and start typing. And sometimes we just need to take maybe an hour or two and think about what we are going to reply and make sure that we are not writing emails with our emotions. And I said this in actually another um, in another interview with or another webinar with some photographers, but I do want to point out I don't know if a lot of your listeners are wedding like particularly wedding photographers or also do yes. corporate, right? We have but a lot of wedding photographers listening to this. There is a huge difference in client relationship between corporate and wedding. Wedding clients think all of their vendors are their best friends. So it will make them feel very taken aback if you talk to them in a corporate way. So I had, you know, unfortunately, like one um, photographer who came back and first thing out of the, her mouth was about her. She talked to her attorney and her attorney said this about the contract. And immediately the client who had felt like, you know, kind of felt like, oh, all of her vendors are her, just like her best friends looking out for her was very upset about I mean honestly they probably weren't even that upset about as much the money as they were the way that 
they were spoken to. The replied, like, very abrasive. You don't want that. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, my, my, my advice to everyone always is just like good, a good customer service tip is to always look like you're trying. Even if they ask you something, sometimes I will get asked something like impossible, like <laughs> impossible, right? Um, and then the only thing I can do is, you know, acknowledge it in some level and then at the same time offer other suggestions. So it looks like you just always want to look like you're trying. So, you know, let's say you have to reschedule. There's two, two dates they're looking at. Neither of them work for you then I want you to come back with like all these different things that they can do with the deposit. They can use it for another, for an engagement shoot and their next few parties. They can, um, you know, one of the ideas that I came up with, which is, I think could be, could be really helpful in a time like this is letting people transfer their contracts to like a friend or family. So for example, you know, if a, if a, if a girlfriend of a bride has also a wedding coming up, but doesn't have a photographer yet, maybe they could take that credit of the deposit. And as long as the photographer has that date open, I feel like all of us should just be very grateful to be getting like booking stuff. And I know it's like, well, I already had a deposit. Like I, you know, I could, I could potentially book a whole new client on that date. Yeah, possibly, but don't you, here's a sure thing that could be happening for you. And right now let's, let's just be grateful, not greedy and, yeah. uh, and help also our clients because word of mouth is a big part of our business and the way everyone conducts themselves right now, I think will stay with your brand reputation for a very long time. A hundred percent. I think this is the time to really, really be super, super good with your customer service to be a little bit of an empath to your clients. I mean, we are all in this situation and it is frustrating for us as business owners because yes, mm -hmm. this is how we make our living, all that. But we also need to think about the clients, you know, what's happening to them also. They're also in a stressful situation. So as you said, like if you get an email, uh, try not to read it with a tone and try to just make sure that maybe the email, if you get an email that is really sweet, try to reply with an email that is, you know, equally as good. If you get an email that perhaps is reads a little bit on the edge, instead of replying with like an abrasive email, try to calm down the situation and try to provide kind of like a safe space to the client. And as you said, you know, provide options. And I love that idea that you have that if you are already booked, like if you have presented every single possibility that you can come up with and still you can you know, do the wedding or the event, the swapping of the contract, I think it's a brilliant idea where like, you know, everybody can still win. Yeah. And as I, you said, I feel, just keep looking for a solution. And I think if, even if you don't land on one, I, your client will greatly appreciate that you even tried. Yes. I think this is a time also when people are going to remember how brands treat their customers mm -hmm. and I know for even if you're like a small like I am a small company I am the the only person in my company but mm -hmm. I still have to think that I have a brand how clients perceive me how they see me and as you said you know this is the time when they will, will remember she was very helpful she was positive or she was not helpful at all and we will never do business mm -hmm. with her so 
that's something to think about and not be so short-sighted because I know sometimes photographers, we can be, um, get caught up in like little details that if you take a look at the big picture, like just let it go. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So any, um, you also were trying to show up, I see not only for your clients, for the industry, but you were also showing up for vendors. As a vendor myself, as a photographer, what can I do during this time to help my industry, not only my clients? So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that people are doing out there to um, kind of promote each other. Mm-hmm. And whether that I've seen things like people... Um, they're doing like this, like liking circle where you get in a group of people and you all go around or you are get, or they go and are putting like, um, good reviews on review boards for fellow vendors. I, I, I feel like in terms of like internally, other than supporting each other and being positive and being unified and not like picking any fights, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not so I'm not so aware of like a big way to support fellow vendors as a planner. The way that I do it is by like, you know, try, um, trying to protect them or think of their interests as well as I deal with clients. And, you know, when they want a full refund, explaining why I don't think we can get a full refund on that because they already bought this materials and, you know, whatever it might be. So just trying to keep the peace and be a mediator and, be fair to both sides. Um, but if, I mean, I, I would love to talk about how I think though the event industry can be helping everybody. Yeah, like, definitely. Time, you know, so, and again, it always, for everything I do, it starts out very organically and with, with the event saves part. So I have a client I had, well, she, I, I mean, gosh, I did her wedding probably now like seven years ago. She's a pediatric surgeon at New York Presbyterian. And she did a post about how they were running out of masks. And, you know, you see the news, you see whatever. And this was early on as well. And, and you know, good thing, I guess I've been like glued to my, my Instagram feed and just picking up what everyone that I personally know is going through. So, and I, that's kind of when it, I realized like, wow, there's a true shortage. If she has to go on and ask caterers and restaurants, does anyone have any gloves? We're out of gloves. So that was the first call to action was they were running out of gloves. So then of course I'm like, I know caterers. I know, you know, I know people in the restaurant business. And then that just opened up my brain to be like, well, what else do we have that we can, we can give them? And then as you know, we're like, I'm like, what else do you need? And I started a side conversation with her and she's like, we're also running short on face masks. I'm like, and then just talking with her, like with her about like, okay, can you take, um, can it be homemade? You know, can it, is it okay that it's not an N95 and all this kind of stuff. And I learned so much about, you know, face masks, face masks and all that kind of stuff. And I think so has the rest of the world now, but she was, and then she, she let me know like what they could accept. And then like, honestly, the hospitals were telling them to use scarves. So I was like, well, gosh, a homemade mask has to be better than like tying like a handkerchief around your head. So a hundred percent. So then I just, the way it's just, I think a lot of people in the event industry are, you know, very resourceful, especially planners. We are usually used to being on our feet Mm -hmm. and then having to fix something like that, like 
like the extension cord is too short. What should we do? Uh, what do we, you know, like whatever, whatever the problem might be. And so I just started thinking about like who I know, um, who could help and really like, and for example, like Pablo from New Linens reached out to me and said, how can I help? And he's like, I want to make face masks and gowns. And I was like, great. And then we, I started thinking like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if he has like, he obviously has fabric, but obviously his fabric is like a certain quality for table linens and stuff. And so I started thinking of like, okay, well, where is, where can we get fabric? And then I remembered, so Mina Lee uh, De, De Pasquale from Fifth Avenue Weddings. She's another committee person of mine now. And we're working together and she is heading up all the, particularly the face mask initiative. And she was the perfect fit in many ways because she does, I knew she does an interior design gala every year. And so she has a lot of like a couple of the people that sponsor that gala are fabric companies. So then she reached out to Sumbrella, which is this company that does outdoor fabric. So it's, it's water. It's like, it's water like resistant kind of thing. Exactly. So they reached out, they said that they can give up to 20,000 yards a day, I think. And then um, they are getting FDA approved to be face masks because they are um, moisture repellent, Wow, which is amazing. So, so now all of a sudden we've been so lucky to tap into all this free fabric because all these people making masks, they don't have elastic fabric. You need, you know, thread, elastic uh, fabric and sewing machine or you know or needle and um so we've been able to source like she also then got another interior design company to give thread and then the only thing we had trouble with was elastic but then you know through just like it's just basically if you have a problem i always say say it out loud because someone will know the answer and someone will help you so i was complaining out loud that i can't <laughs> find elastic and then someone told me well there's this place in florida called Scott Notions and then I called them and they had tons of elastic and so cheap like six cents a yard and I had I had literally bought I bought 300 I couldn't find it at Joann's Michael's any like any kind of like wholesale outlet like internet regular and internet search right mm -hmm. and so I ended up having to buy it on Etsy from someone in in the UK and it's still not here yet because it's it's shipping over, but we're like, we better just buy whatever we can get. So I paid, I think initially like, um, $70 for 300 feet, but mm -hmm. then this new place, we got almost 2000 feet for $70. Wow. So, so just to let you know, like, like just ex basically you don't know who your network knows is what it is. And for me, it's, my clients are the doctors and nurses, and so we're getting them direct help. And then another client reached out and said her doc her friend is the ER doctor, and she is not allowed to go home because her kids were at a school that had a coronavirus, um, like like some people exposed to it. So then she can't she can't be with her own children. And then that made me think about like my gosh, what if, what these people are working around the clock? Like what can we do to support them? So we've got caterers feeding them, which is amazing. Where we've got another group of people making face masks, and then all this stuff at like. Then I was working with my travel agent 
to get hotels to open up their doors. They're not really making a lot of money and they don't have any business right now anyway. So if, you know, one hotel like Four Seasons Midtown in New York is completely open and free for frontliners. We were talking to another hotel near Javits Center and they said that they could do it for like $18 a room. So if I can fundraise for $18 a room, we can have all these doctors who can't go home sometimes, um, you know, at least get a good night of sleep. And we need them to stay healthy so that we can all get back outside of our houses eventually. And so like, you know, it was just a call to action for, we need babysitters and pet sitters. Like someone's, some doctor's poor dog is at home, like doing circles, dying to get outside. Oh, true. You know? So just think about any different angle of like how, like maybe it's not through photography or through like making flowers or whatever you usually do, but we can all do something. We're all, we're very helpful people. We're in the hospitality industry. Um, so it's just kind of thinking of like, what can you do to give back right now? You know, even if it was for the hotels, I mean, now it's a different story, but a couple of weeks and it's so amazing how rapidly things change. But like even a couple of weeks ago, we were using donated um, airline and hotel points to book hotel rooms. You know, we could, we could, people were donating, you know, and, and if not cash, then I'm like, okay, give, tell me what you can give me. That's no sweat off your back. Or so there's a lot of, I know it's like endless. There's so many different things to work on. But it's really, I mean, it is inspiring because sometimes we think that for us to make a difference, we have to be either super, super well connected or we have to donate hundreds of thousands of dollars to a cause. And in reality, we can start really small. And as you said, you don't know who your network knows. So this is the time to reach out to your people and be like, what can I do? Who do you know? How can we help? And as you said, like you can start really small and then, you know, a snowball into a larger thing once you get more people involved. But I think that some, I mean, something that I'm getting out of this conversation today is just see what you can do, smaller or large, little or big, the difference is going to be there. So just go ahead and do it. Like if you are feeling overwhelmed and you just want to stay inside and just watch, you know, Netflix forever, maybe something to, you know, change your headspace would be figuring out how to help others. That's always a good thing to do that is going to kind of like shake you out of like any kind of like distress moment that you're having. I mean, I think it's, it's always nice to get that perspective. Um, you know, we're worried about maybe our businesses, but there's people that are worried they for their living, for what they do for a living, have to worry about if they're going to live. And so 100%. I think when you when you blow it up into like a bigger and and it also helps. Um, you know, I think everyone knows someone who's either in the medical profession or is you know part of the police force or armed for you know some some kind of connection so you can reach out to them and ask like what what's what's something that I can help you with for example I know someone um that actually it's Mina Mina is like a one-stop shop her husband <laughs> is an NYPD and he had to do a night shift and the problem is that all the restaurants have to be closed because of curfew by a certain time and so there's no food for the night shift people. There's nothing that they can eat. So then that's another problem. So then there's people like she was cooking 
for her husband to take a, like a ton of food to his precinct to at least share it with people working late there. So even if it's like making something and just, you know, like it doesn't have to be like a chef level cuisine, but if you can make some sandwiches and drop it off at a precinct or whatever it might be, you know, or order food from a restaurant and have it delivered to a precinct. There's so many different ways to help. Um, someone reached out to me and they're like, I have three N95 masks. Is that worth sending? I'm like, absolutely. Three N and three N95 masks. They're wearing one mask a week. Yeah. So you could protect someone for, you could protect three people who come across probably hundreds of people in that hospital for a week. So that's, all it's all impactful and I was like doesn't matter how big or what you do just that you do something that's yeah definitely I mean definitely food for thought and something you know that we should all be considering doing I have a question going back to uh kind of like our industry do you mm -hmm. think that this is the time for vendors to try to network with new people they want to network with? This is like a gray area that I don't know if it's appropriate yeah. or inappropriate. What, what are your thoughts on this? I have a, a very clear thought. I mean, I can only speak for myself personally, yeah. but any vendor that comes to me, because right now the only people that I want to come to me and approach me are the ones who are offering to help with event save and through that I learn who they are like I had a I had a like a, a sign making company a venue a new venue and they were smart you know and maybe their objective was to get in front of me and so I would know them but it worked and I think highly of them because they were like how can I'm available how can I help and of course I'm going to click on their link and see who they are I'm like oh cool I'm like is this a new venue and they're like yeah we're going to open in a few months I'm like well well you know I'm like oh I like and then I ended up being like send me your rate sheet. I want to see what it is. And then we started having that conversation. However, the emails that I get from people who are just straight up sales right now, it makes me feel like, wow, tone deaf. Tone deaf. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know what's going on right now. Like why in, why in the world would you send me a sales pitch right now? I'm not thinking of what is the next like designer Trend. that I want to work with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we should, I mean, honestly, yeah, I get it. Like we, we have all this time and we could be, but that's not the way to do it. I think you, you can connect with the way to connect with people right now is like how to help. And like, you know, there's plenty of things to be doing out there. And, you know, if you wanted to, for example, connect with the planner, um, to look at look and see like if they've made any posts or initiatives about something and just have a regular human conversation person to person about whatever the topic is without making it so hard sales pitch because that feels really um like not, not the, the time right not the place not the ex yeah exactly awesome no that's good to know because i i mean i keep seeing when I feel that something is off, like I don't do it, but I keep seeing people trying to be like, oh, this is the time that you need to reach out. And I'm like, yeah, this is time to reach out, but it's not the time to reach out, as you said, and to just sell yourself. This is time to reach out and be like, how could I help you? How could we make this better? How could we, you know, um, help the community or help you, you know, with the initiatives that you have? So that could be a better approach. And as you said, yeah, maybe you're trying to just get in front of that person, but the end goal is to help 
all of us, your community, survive what's happening right now. Ani, do you have any tips perhaps for photographers, something that you have seen some of your, you know, photographers in your network uh, doing for their clients? I think what could be wonderful is to go, I mean, I know my clients are really bad at following up and getting prints and albums. Like they, they just like, once the wedding's done, right, the photographers have to like chase them yeah. to like, do you want your album? Like, you know. So I think right now could be a great time while you have everyone at home to just reach out and then, but don't make it just so self-serving. All, why don't you say, and actually do this, donate 10% of it to free, feed the front line. So people feel motivated, like, okay, I get something and I'm doing something good. That's a um, great advice. And then on that note, you know, there are, I am working now with uh, Wish Upon a Wedding, which mm -hmm. They're because they're a 5013C, they're allowed to take donations and give a 100% tax deductible letter to anyone who donates. And then also, um, they're as long as the donator writes COVID or coronavirus or something to that effect in the comments, they make sure that we get 100% of those proceeds. So it's, it's a great time. And, um, like if like to be donating and then also be to be drawing awareness to a charity that in normal times is also a worthy cause. So I think that could be, especially for photographers, that's like a definitely something you could be doing. You're, it's hard to outreach to new clients, but as you reach to old clients, then they're like, oh wait, my coworker is getting married. I should tell her about my photographer. You know, it's just like a gentle reminder about working with you. And then if you reach out with such a positive thing, like, Hey, you know, I, I noticed you never did an album. I don't know if you wanted to get some select prints. We just, I want, you know, we are supporting the frontliners or we are supporting, you know, getting face shields made for um, doctors. And so we're just, you know, and show that you know, you're doing your part in your way at the same time, sustaining your business. That's a uh, fantastic uh, advice. And I'm going to put on the notes here, if you can, you know, share some of the companies or the charities that you, that you support any, or that you think that are worth looking into will be highly appreciated. So any, uh, where could people find you? So um, right now I've been doing a lot of my messaging on my Instagram handle, which is in the at daughter of design. And, um, also, you know, just to, for donations, I had a GoFundMe, but I prefer it's better for everyone to just go through wish upon a wedding and do the donations there because it's, it's good for the donor and it's, um, good for the cause as well. And if you have any ideas, if you, if you know anyone that needs something, if you have something or you want to get involved dm me or email me i think you know my information is all over the internet you can find me pretty easily and just even if you have a question on like how to get started or whatever it might be reach out and i'd love to get everyone into action and then also with the press initiative that we started with just a couple people in every metro area just to see what stories kind of get picked up the most before we roll it out to everyone. I want every single one of like every single event professional to be out there and just trying to get 
us in the conversation, get our word out there. And really the main objective is to, to bring confidence into investing into the event market right now, like get people to start planning. Like if we have to give them a little fear that like, gosh, 2021 is starting to book up, then, then, then do it because it's also need- true. It's not, a, it's not like a, like a lie. It's, it's also not a true. Lie. It's true. I don't, yeah. It's, you know, and, and think about like how contracts will have to be obviously changed and made to make people feel comfortable. I think that's a very, a big important thing. Two things actually. And one of the, and if anyone out there knows, um, a good insurance company that will cover something like this. I think moving forward, people will want event insurance a hundred percent now. So I think if, if you have good language in your contract and we're able to suggest a solid event insurance, there's no reason why anyone would hesitate to put a deposit down, deposit down today. That's true. That's such a good, I mean, you're full of good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you are one of the top planners, full ideas all day long. It's just observate. I'm very, I'm, I'm a big observationist, you know, and I, I was a history major and I wanted to be an anthropology major. And so I think all I, my brain works and like, I like to just see trends, see what people are doing. Why do people do something? What motivates them? And then I'm again, very much about organic everything in terms of like organic solutions or organic beginnings to things. And, um, you know, just finding very small, practical solutions for things. I'm not trying to like take over a manufacturing and change all the machinery. Like, I don't, I don't know how that's done. And I don't know anyone that does that. But I know, I know a linen company that has several sewing machines. And I know someone that knows a fabric company. So I'm just doing like putting little pieces of a puzzle together super inspiring and definitely after having this conversation I think that I more kind of like ready to go out and see what can I do and how could I help so Annie thank you so much for everything that you're doing for the industry for educating clients for helping with this pandemic uh, and also for you know coming into this podcast sharing a little bit of time and knowledge with all of us and inspiring us to take action and instead of just freaking out try to move that energy into helping others and finding you know a ways to cope with this pandemic so thank you so much for your time and I can't wait to see more of you to help you get involved and get the word out for everything that you're doing thank you and thank you for having me on and like getting this message out there and that's we need more of that we just need more people spreading this kind of the same unified message here Thank you. And if you are listening to this podcast episode, whether you are in the United States, I know we have a lot of people from Australia, the UK, is still Annie, right? They kind of still reach to you and see, you know, what can happen. I've been talking to people in Poland and in Switzerland. It doesn't, we're all at home right now. We're all going through the same. Awesome. So don't be shy. Go out and reach out to both your network, Annie, and let's try to, you know, pull this industry together and, you know, Hopefully soon this will be a thing of the past. Awesome. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for all of you listening. And I'll catch you very soon with another amazing guest. Until then, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, 
please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.